Disclaimer. The ideas and views discussed on the show should be considered opinion and not individual medical advice. Though Dr. Tim is board certified and licensed, every human is different, and without individual assessment, concepts and ideas cannot be directly applied with the guarantee of success. Please consult your personal physician or fitness coach before making any changes. Thank you. you a random ass question but i have to tell you about the shit that happened to me yesterday <laughs> no 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 seriously like okay. so uh my son my son was off at his friend's house and uh me and my husband were like taking our uh recycling to the recycle place the glass uh what have you and it is pure it's pure washington weather it is raining it is foggy it is bad right <laughs> i've never had this happen tell me why like halfway we, we decided to go to the store and halfway through the drive fucking windshield wiper broke like not even like it stopped working tim the blade like it, was gone like it snapped off it, and flew away not working yes <laughs> this shit only happens to you i literally i wasn't even driving my husband's driving i heard this like click and I looked up and I saw it like on its side and it went one more wipe and it was gone. <laughs> I have I have to ask, was this a a newly installed? No, that's the Okay. <laughs> that's the shit that doesn't make any sense. This shit has been on there for two years. Well, probably not two years, because you need to replace your winter wipers before you know, further than that. But I'm just saying, like I've never had that happen. That was tell me that's a thing tell me that's actually a thing or i'm just special i mean <laughs> don't look at me look i'm not gonna say i've never heard of that happening but never in my wildest dreams that i imagined in the middle of like the worst like rainiest part of the day <laughs> just, just... that just sounds like it was it was random as fuck. Unfortunate timing is what it sounds. Like. Well, and I'm like, what do you do? Because it's like it's just the end of the windshield wiper, and it's just gonna scrape your windshield, which I can't stand. So I'm like, driving though. It was really bad. Anywho, welcome back to both sides of fit. <laughs> I'm Jasmine, and I'm Dr. Tim, and I have both my wiper blades on. I had to buy brand new wiper blades on a random notice. I didn't, not that it's expensive, but I'm just saying, like, it was just random as fuck. It's the principle of the thing. It is. It's the concept. It's the fact I had to spend money on this bullshit. And then I had to stand in the rain and put them back on. Anywho. Would you, like, pull over and do it right then? No, I had to get to the store and I was like three miles from the nearest store. So it's like, okay, gotta go with drive without windshield wipers. <laughs> or I guess we had the one, but it's gonna scrape the windshield. So we just turn them all off and hope for the best. <laughs> Probably highly illegal. I'm not sure. Questionable. There was no visibility. <laughs> Y'all can't see it. Tim is holding his face. He is just not impressed today. <laughs> oh, 
Okay. <laughs> well, back on subject. Today's topic is protein and where to find it. <laughs> Probably with my windshield wiper. Gone. Lots on the side of the road somewhere. Somewhere out there. I walked three blocks trying to look for that shit. That seems counterproductive. <laughs> very, very counterproductive. I was very, it was the worst. <laughs> But I know we've touched on, uh, um, why am I having such a hard time with words now? Uh, nu- nutrition. There we go. We did, we did meal prep. We did talk about meal mm-hmm. prep and we you know, talk about nutrition a lot, especially when you're making changes in your life. And I think the biggest, the biggest thing that they could constantly talk about is uh, getting the right amount of protein or adding more protein. Or I know we bring up protein shakes, the fun stuff. So why don't we break down into like how important protein is into your daily life and into your, and what's the effects, you know, the normal shit <laughs> as I contemplate my life choices. Well, and that's really, you know, I've, I've had a few people at, early on, they asked, well, are you, when are you going to do a, a nutrition episode? And I said, well, that's way too broad. It would be 17 hours long. Um, and that's sort of why we're, we're breaking nutrition into these smaller subtopics. Um, and I think in the ones we've done already, like like you just said, it's come up several times. You have to get enough protein uh, for 90 plus percent of people. That comes down to getting more protein because people just aren't eating enough. And, and I've said this before about a couple different things, but definitely when I tell people, this is how much protein you should be eating for it's typically based on body weight people's eyes just kind of glaze over and they either say that that can't be right or if they have no like concept of what you know grams of protein means um or if you know they do they're just kind of laugh and say that's that is fucking impossible and it it can be a challenge, especially if you're somebody who doesn't like a lot of food. Not impossible, but definitely improbable. <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> um, people who don't like uh, or care for a lot of the foods that are protein-rich, I mean, that is typically the first thing that jumps in everybody's mind is meat or people that don't like protein shakes or protein drinks or protein powders. And they're just kind of throw up their hands and say, I can't eat that much protein. It's possible i will um throw yeah. throw out and i feel like i have said it before but we're off our rhythm today i tell you oh we're off a lot of things i'm still looking for the windshield wiper um the i think there's a misconception of uh if you go through a a certain a certain uh meal plan whether it's being vegan or vegetarian that you're not going to get enough protein and that's a big myth in general that's definitely something I want to get into today is for people who do have a more specialized diet, um, vegans or vegetarians, pescatarians, I mean, just really gluten-free things where it does seem like it would be a lot harder, and it can be more challenging to get more protein just because you have fewer sources, um, to pick from. So you, you may get a less of a variety of protein sources. That doesn't mean it's impossible, but it can be a challenge, um, and a lot of people just are unaware of what they... I, mean, I was going to say, so what is protein mm-hmm. like down to like the, 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 the definition, I guess? <laughs> You're 
you're looking at me real weird. Don't do that. I'll look it up if you need me to. <laughs> I'm glad you asked. <laughs> don't me don't make me uh, wiki the shit. <laughs> no, I'm good. You, you have the three basic macronutrients um, that you you're going to eat, and they're going to be fat, carbohydrates, and protein. And I mean, protein is a it's a complex molecule. It's it's quote unquote the the building block of things in the body. Most most structures are made of some sort of protein. Uh, amino acids uh, make up proteins, and there's different sizes and types of protein. But the short answer is, it's more complex than this. But if you were to break those down, fats uh, can help with a lot of metabolic processes. You do need a certain amount of, of fat in your diet, uh, to prevent some things from shutting down. Uh, carbohydrates are fuel. Essentially they are molecules that your body breaks down and burns to give you energy. And protein is actually what your body uses to build things. It actually uses them to, to make structures in your body and, at a cellular level, if you don't have enough protein, then things start to go haywire because it's literally kind of what your body's built of. Um, things that you, if you don't get the bare minimum of protein, uh, you lose muscle mass. If you know, if you not even have trouble building it, you can start to lose muscle mass. Um, you can have problems with things that are made of collagen, like your skin, hair, and nails. Uh, you heal more slowly. Uh, your bones get more brittle, all of these things. The, and just your body is not as robust because it literally, it's like you're trying to build a house and you don't have enough bricks. So you definitely, I mean, protein for, for health and fitness is super important. And I think people dietary wise, the first thing they start to think about is what, what do I need to not eat? And, and if you know nothing else, you need to eat more protein. <laughs> Almost certainly. Always. Um, you didn't think I was ready for that question. I did think you were ready for that question. I was just not expecting the lag delay that is going through these two computers. <laughs> oh, that's what's going on. Okay. I'm like, every time I say something. That's what's going on. I figured it out as you were saying it. Jasmine just fucking sits there for a second. I don't know what's going on. I get it now. Well, if I interrupt you while talking, you also sit for like, or you keep talking for like three seconds and then stop. <laughs> so there's a lag. So this is gonna be an interesting episode. That might just be me. I, don't... I mean, it might just be me too. <laughs> but yes, I did know you were gonna be prepared for that question. Um, I also think that whether you try or not, you're always gonna have some sort of protein in your life it's not like i think it's harder to not have protein in your diet than there is to like i mean it's, you're always gonna have some like base level of like protein intake you just need a little bit more maybe i'm wrong i'm also one of those people tim has looked at sideways i yeah and it is i mean i will say it's it's it is more common in like and not to stereotype but like like an older population they tend to eat a very high carbohydrate diet i mean i thought you were gonna say millennials so I was like, <laughs> don't get me started on avocado toast um which is delicious you're not wrong um yeah put an egg on it though there you go protein problem solved mm. <laughs> but again this is this is a broad stereotype but if you think of 
think of grandma or grandpa and you know what did they have they have toast and cereal and just a lot of things that are bread and carbohydrate heavy and that's a lot of times that people overcorrect into this mindset that i need to cut out my carbs uh it's really you need to add some things in and generally the missing factor is protein i mean it is very hard and we'll get into a little bit more like those like bread exam there is protein in bread it's just not a lot and we say that bread is a a carb that means that the majority of the macronutrient breakdown of bread is carbohydrate that doesn't mean there's no fat in it that doesn't mean there's mm. no no protein in it it just means it's mostly carbohydrate i think we should reset re i think we should reset the thing <laughs> This is driving me batshit. This is this is gonna be okay. like I said, it's gonna be interesting to edit. So I will stop this. Yeah, no, I was I was gonna bring up because you were like, oh, you know, the the the, the story changes. And I was gonna bring up the fact that there was a video years ago. Sorry, for anybody listening, we had to take a moment because the lag was killing us. <laughs> but um I was uh gonna bring up how there was a video years ago of this dude that becomes a time traveler and he goes back to when his mom was like uh, his parents were young and like making breakfast or whatever and she goes just so you know milk is gonna kill you she goes okay and she throws it in the garbage and she leaves and he pops back in he's like just so you know bacon's bad she goes oh can't do that she throws the pan away <laughs> it becomes a whole thing and finally the dad's like i can't have anything nice anymore <laughs> That was what I was going to bring up, but clearly we don't know where we are anymore, so. We're there. <laughs> We're talking about protein. We are. So talk a little bit about, like, what happens if you don't hit the bare minimum of protein. Um, you, you actually lose muscle mass, that kind of thing, uh, slow healing, bones break down, like stuff that actually you literally don't have enough protein in your system to to hold shit together now struggling to function things you can do by increasing your protein <laughs> if you have if you're at you know at least the minimum but you can get more beneficial from and, and a lot of them are, are things people are trying to do anyway uh a lot of studies to support this stuff uh, more protein your appetite's controlled better if you're somebody who's always kind of snacky and never really feels full if you're if your meals are low protein Throwing some protein in there can really make you feel uh, improve satiety. You're, you're, you feel more full um, as far as body composition management, uh, growing muscle or maintaining muscle, uh, improve cardiometabolic health, strength, immune function. You recover faster. Basically, the opposite of all the stuff on the other side is you can improve that up to a point. I mean, if you're if you're eating the recommended amount of protein, you can supersize it and you're not going to like suddenly have flawless skin or your muscle growth isn't going to outpace something that's normal, but it's definitely, it's a, it's a key, you know, we, we, we talked a ton about sleep and recovery and those kind of things and getting your diet in check, but protein specifically, if you're trying to make fitness progress, you need to, you need to have enough of that. And one of the things that we talked about, and again, we're, I'm actually really trying not to bring every point back to this because there's so many more parts to fitness than this. But if somebody's trying to lose body fat. <laughs> I think we're at the point where we just reference all our old episodes anyways. 
But I don't like the jumping off point for everything to be get skinnier, but more if you're trying to lose some body fat, you, you need to be in a bit of a calorie deficit, whether that's more activity or a little fewer calories. Uh, it doesn't need to be a drastic amount, but if you're trying to do that, and not lose muscle, if you're trying to preferentially lose body fat, if that's your thing, you really do need to up your protein. It's hard to do that at the same time. It's very hard. And a lot of times what people do is they cut their calories and they don't really pay attention to the the macronutrients. And that's a big, you know, some people are like, yeah, I know that. And some people it's a big, confusing, scary word, but Really what it means is the more you drop your calories down, the higher you need to have your protein. I see you raising your hand. (laughs) I'm raising my hand because I can see your mouth moving, but the words aren't lining up. They're still a lag. Just letting you know. (laughs) I can see it. It looks better than it did, though. So. I'm putting my hand up so that I can actually, like, stop you so I can interrupt now. (laughs) I was on a roll, man. Um, You were. (laughs) I get on a roll a lot, but, mm-hmm. but that's really one of the biggest kind of, and it's, it's only a secret until you don't know it, but, um, I was a gym go for a long time and thought this was, you know, before a lot of formal training, but thought I kind of understood nutrition in that. Yeah. If you want to, you want to bulk up, you eat more, you want to slim down, you eat less, but bulking up usually is what people are doing. They're, they're eating in excess calories because they're trying to grow muscle typically, not just get bigger. Um, and then people go through this. Okay. Well, I've, I've built some muscle. I've got stronger through strength training and that, but now I'm trying to, I've gained some body fat in the process. So I'm trying to bring it back down. Um, and what they do is they end up sacrificing a lot of that muscle they just built because they cut their calories down and don't, don't, up their protein. I mean, you you don't just cut down and keep your protein where it's at from a percentage basis. You really need to crank up the protein if you're in a calorie deficit or your body, the first thing your body's going to eat is that muscle. The, the short version of that is if there is such a thing when I'm talking, but I have nothing to say. I did not say anything. No, but your face said a lot. Uh, we'll tell my face to shut up. It's fine. Jasmine, not good in a poker game. Oh. Uh, actually, I have a very good poker face, good sir. I just choose not to use it on you. <laughs> Ever? No. <laughs> fair enough. What's the point? That's that's pretty fair. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> when you when you go into a calorie deficit, you're you're essentially lightly starving your body not actually starving your body but you're forcing your body to burn some of its own reserve tissues and use that as fuel once you and that's how you get smaller basically it's how you get smaller now what tissues your body burns really has a lot to do with what's available to it if your body thinks it's starving it's trying to become more efficient and muscle burns a ton of calories by having it on your body. That's why we always talk about if you want to, you know, lose weight and get fitter, you have to add muscle because just having the tissue on your body is going to burn more calories, but your body's going to dump that 
because it's metabolically costly to have more muscle on you. So if you don't give it enough extra protein, that's going to go first. But if you go into a calorie deficit and you still eat a ton of protein, and we're, we're, this is more than the numbers we're going to talk about in a minute, that muscle is going to be the first thing to go. But if you get enough protein there, then you will start to lose body fat preferentially. To lose just body fat, it's not a thing. Like the body's, you can't control it that well. You can't, tar- there, there's no targeted abs. No. Spot reduction technically does exist. If you just work your abs, you can theoretically, they actually, someone not super recent. I feel like you mo- you work more than your abs. If you're, if you're trying to target something, you know, your butt, your abs, your whatever, you have to move more than that. Like, yes, you're moving your abs. You're also moving your shoulders and your uh, your thighs to do whatever. You know I mean? So you can't necessarily just use one group of muscles. Well, no, definitely not that. If you're but... deadlifting, yeah, you're working your shoulders. You're also working your grip strength. So unless you're cheating. I've never thought of the deadlift as a shoulder exercise. I'll say that. I just, it was random words I put together and it worked. Don't judge me. Okay. A little aside into spot reduction because, you know, people are like, you, you do that. You do a lot of crunches to get abs. Eh. You're, you may develop your abdominal muscles. They may get larger. They will, they will not necessarily get more defined unless you lose body fat. Now, spot reduction is, was a quote unquote myth that went on for a long time that said, if, you know, if you did a bunch of ab exercises, you're going to burn the fat off your abs and only your abs. And that was for a little while, that was a thing. And then everybody was like, that's not a thing. And then they actually found a study that says technically it is a thing, but it is at such a low percentage that it's basically not a thing. So that was the long way around to say, yeah, if if you're trying to get abs, you kind of got to lose body fat everywhere. And your body has a genetic blueprint. It's gonna... You're looking at me. <laughs> Sorry. Because you're doing something. Because down... oh, I'm writing down something. I'll tell you later. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're my video audience here. If, if I lose you, I'm just talking to myself. <laughs> no. When I listen, I do other things. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm just giving you shit. But your body has a set point of weight that it likes to be at. That's why the leaner you get below where your body theoretically wants to be, things get more difficult and you have to do more things that can get more annoying and uncomfortable to stay lean. Uh, but, that's a dumb thing. I, I don't agree with just because, I mean, yes, theoretically you run around, you lose weight, you, your size gets smaller. I went from a size 16 down to a size 10 and weighed the same. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's a, it, which doesn't make sense to men. I understand, but I'm just saying like, as a woman, you understand like the size difference, like got smaller, didn't weigh less Nope. from a specifics. No men probably don't understand, but the pants, pants size went down. Yes. Pants size, waist size went down. Didn't, didn't lo- lose any weight technically. Mm. That's why the scale not be all end all. Put that bitch in the corner. Um, but back to protein, we, I feel like we've totally diverted and it wasn't my fault. <laughs> no, it was totally mine, but I got, I got to finish one point and then we'll get back okay. to protein. I we got to get back to protein at some point. We're, we're what, 20 minutes deep? We're good. We, <laughs> we can talk about protein. Something like that. There's going to be a lot of editing. 
but your body will accumulate body fat in certain zones and they can be there there is typically some differences for men and women women it, it theoretically it accumulates more around the hips men more around the stomach uh, that's not a hard and fast rule but some people may put on body fat in in a certain location and the more body fat you put on the more it will start to sort of accumulate or drift to other places in your body where it'll start to show up the problem is when you lose that weight it happens in the reverse order of that so if you're trying to you know lose body fat over your stomach and show your abs but when you start putting on weight around the holidays or something like that the abs are the first thing to go it also means they're going to be the last thing to come back because that's just your body's genetic predisposition to where it puts fat and other than surgical procedures there's not a whole lot you can do about it it's true it's true back well, to protein back to protein though we gotta we kind of gotta start of it we gotta start diving into where to find it <laughs> now yes. that we've defined it in very very long terms <laughs> and hit a couple other things on the side here well we've hit everything we've hit the the lady crossing the road the the building we've gone over fences it's fine um <laughs> this one's my fault this one is your fault i know <laughs> So breaking down into what foods you can eat, there's a lot of, obviously there's the big, you know, big ones, you know, meat uh, is like one of the biggest, like, I feel like that's the biggest point people push when it's like, you need your protein is you got to eat chicken, you got to eat beef, you got to eat steak, blah, blah, blah. That's not the only place we've acknowledged it. We're going to move on from that. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Yes, uh, both me and Tim are big me uh, meat eaters. Well, not big, but I'm just saying, like, we both eat meat. We both acknowledge it. It's a thing. Whatever. Now, going from there, when you're not eating uh, meat as your source of protein, um, just going from nature stuff, we'll get into the shakes and bars in a second, but it's like uh, you can eat beans. Those have a high, uh, high, uh, high protein count. Also high fiber. Great. Or even... Um, there's certain like things that'll add protein to it. So like uh, there's protein heavy s pastas you can use to eat with your stuff or yeah, I'm drowning. Help me out here. <laughs> Coughing and for some reason not muting my mic. Um, it's fine. Yes, definitely. Your big ones are, are going to be your, your meat, your poultry, your, your fish, your seafood, mm -hmm. anything that was alive and had a face is usually going to have more protein in it because those things have muscles. I mean, that's the, the short answer to why there's more protein and because we, we are, we are built of protein and that's how we build our muscles. So we're going to get more from eating things that had muscles. Um, mm -hmm. outside of that, I mean, I have worked with a fair number of, uh, vegetarian and vegan clients and, uh, outside of shakes and bars, because that's kind of its own little little aside. Uh, beans, legumes. Uh, Gross. Yep. Which are your, your, <laughs> Not a bean fan, but good for you if you guys are. Your, your seeds and nuts, uh, tofu, tempeh, whole grains. Um, if you have whole grain bread or whole grain rice, again, that's still considered a carbohydrate in the way we talked about before, but you can start to look at labels and break down you're going to have to to nickel and dime it a little bit if you're not eating animal protein sources uh 
and you typically will be supplementing depending on what your goals are then. But um, there are definitely whole grains. You're going to find more more protein in those things that are more complex. So your complex carbohydrates are typically going to have have more. Ed- things like edamame, lentils. Edamame is so delicious. Right? It is. I'm sorry. Edamame steamed with a little bit of uh, uh, salt on there. Delicious. Uh, there's a lot of, a lot of, you know, fully plant-based, a lot of soy products, which are your, your tofu, your tempeh, and, and your edamame. Uh, lentils, beans, split peas, black-eyed peas. If you're there's a little bit of a, a gray area if you're if you're vegetarian, whether you eat eggs or egg, egg whites. There's this whole ovo, lacto, pesco, vegetarian thing, which eat some things and not others. But eggs and eggs whites are good sources. Uh, Greek yogurt, cottage cheese. It's gross. Gross. I'm saying. Uh, you want protein, that's where it's at. <sighs> I can't get behind. I love cheese. I love cheese in almost all forms, except for the, um, I know it's a specific category, but like the, 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 the cheese, the, the, the <laughs> feels like rotting cheese to me. That's what it t- tastes like, like cottage cheese, blue cheese. Those cheeses probably have a lot of, no, it's gross. They're gross. <laughs> Same with yogurt. Yogurt's gross. And I mean, as far as, again, things that are considered we talked a little bit on, on whole grains, but like if people want specifics, uh, they'll say protein rich plant-based carbohydrates. So technically they're not proteins, but they're protein rich. Again, beans and lentils come up, uh, steel cut oats, wild rice, taro, corn, uh, sprouted grain, buckwheat, farro, amaranth, quinoa, these kind of things that, yep. It's just, it's a fun name to say buckwheat buckwheat it it's fun <laughs> it is and as far as kind of of the same if we look to the the other macronutrient group which is your fat so if you want plant-based they're protein rich fats so again they're not technically a protein but if you want a fat source that has more protein to it these are more of your your seeds and legumes so hemp seeds uh peanuts and peanut butter pistachios, pumpkin seeds, almond, almond butter, sunflower seeds, flax seeds, chia seeds. I mean, and, and these are things that you're, yeah, I mean, you're not going to eat a fistful of flax seeds, but things that if you're, if you're you're, actually, (laughs) please don't, please don't do that. Whoever you share the room with will thank you for not doing that. Um, I was gonna say my my husband like especially when we're really trying to uh, uh, trying to like clear out the system. She, he's like eat a handful of flaxseed; it'll help scrape your system. Yeah, that's. Oh, I have a whole thing of flaxseed in my house. Definitely, and if you're someone who does have digestive issues, be a little more careful with diving into these things in large amounts, especially things like whole grains and flaxseed, chia seed, you kind of want to test out if they're not something you've eaten before, take it slow, see how your digestive system responds. I mean, you don't want to end up in a predicament there. But if anything, add it to a food. I've added yeah. flaxseed to like a pasta. It's, it's very interesting. Exactly. And, and these are, a lot of these are 
like your peanut butter, chia seeds, they're very common smoothie ingredients. So if you're, and, and that if you're in protein powder, protein powders go there. I mean, with, with shakes and things like that. So Time they're... to move into the, 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 now, before we dive into the, the proteins, the powders and or candy, I will, I will stand by my statement that unless it's done right, it tastes gross unless it's done completely right there's whole aisles of the uh, of like a grocery store with protein shakes and all that and i will avoid all of it because <laughs> it all just tastes gross um and it might just be me because i don't i will say that i'm not uh, and somebody just brought it up to me it's like when you're doing a protein shake actually blending it so it's not chunky which is one of my biggest issues with them is uh definitely a thing <laughs> So my note to everybody, blend your protein shakes, please. Get a get a good blender, get a magic bullet, get a food ninja, one of those things like Oh, the ninja just came out with a walkable one. A it's like walkable? Bucks. Yeah, so that's like you literally just put everything in there and take it like a a, a regular tumbler and, you know, press oh, nice. blend it. Okay. Yeah. Wasn't sure with that like don't blend it while you're walking. That's not um I mean I mean, that's what it's for, but whatever. <laughs> you blend it while you're walking? Yeah, like, and they have these, the, the, the other ones, the other portable blender ones, but it's like, literally like, I'm pulling up my, uh, my Starbucks drink cup, but it's like, literally just like that big and it's portable. Like, mm -hmm. you take it with you where you go. But is it battery powered? How does this work? Yes, it is battery powder powered. I can't talk. Yes, it is battery powered. I feel like I need to send you a link. <laughs> no, I, I understand. I just, I don't, I don't. Yes. See the you take it with you to the gym and maybe you'll like do whatever. And at the end you blend up your drink and you drink it. Blender it all. Why don't you just blend it before you go? I don't know. People, <laughs> clearly I'm not the only one that for this market, there's a whole line of them. Like, don't look uh, at me fair, like fair. I did this to you. I, I don't under I understand the concept. I don't understand why there was a need, but hey, it's there out there. There was a need people. and it wasn't me, okay? I'm not the only person that needed this thing, and that's why there are a shit ton on the shelves. Just don't look at me odd. Like are, I are did they, this are, to you. Are they still on the shelf? Yes. <laughs> there might not be much of a market then. I mean, I've seen Costco restock of them, so oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> fair enough. Mm. But there's a, uh, yeah, uh, I guess if you're blending things that you might have to blend again by the time you want to eat them, there you go. You might. That might just be why. See, you figured it out. You're so smart. Well, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> you own one. I don't. I don't. Why? I looked at it. Why did I, you... I window shop. Oh, it's okay. a thing. That makes... I was like, why did you buy it if you don't know why it exists? I don't. Ha I didn't buy it. I just said I saw it. I understand it. that now. <laughs> why? Anyway. Why are you just spending my credit card like a... you made these imaginary purchases? That's not where I would spend your money. Don't worry. <sighs> probably on gym shoes. That's probably true. Mm. <laughs> more more shorts than shoes probably we are so off topic it's not even funny <laughs> but point is about the the powders um and actually 
because I have the resources up right now, we can talk about plant-based powders. Most of your regular run-of-the-mill protein powder is going to be whey protein or, or milk protein. That's usually what you're going to find. It's the cheapest. It's a good source if it agrees with you. However, it is not vegetarian or vegan. And I feel like a lot of the whole kind of the point of this episode of especially protein and where to find it is for people that might be having trouble because just going straight into meat, people who, you know, don't have necessarily the obvious answers of meat and are looking for more vegetarian or vegan options, uh, you're not going to go with whey protein because it is, it's an animal product. Um, mm-hmm. Comparable types of plant-based protein powders, uh, soy protein, pea protein, rice and hemp protein are probably going to be your biggest ones. So soy, pea and rice protein are all about equal for, I mean, how much protein you're going to get out of the same serving size, uh, around 29 grams, which is typically a scoop. Uh, on average, if you buy protein powder, it comes with a scoop. The hemp proteins a little less, uh, all those other ones are hovering around 23, 24 grams. Hemp is 14, 15 grams. So it's a little, it's a little less, but still a good thing to consider. If for some reason, the other ones don't agree with you. You're just somebody who digs hemp, like there it is. Um, uh, guidelines for using protein powder, a reasonable amount is to get 20 to 40 grams. And this is, this goes for, I guess, if you buy pre-made shakes or drinks too, it's basically the same, uh, for supplemental liquid protein, uh, 20 to 40 grams a day is a reasonable amount. Um, kind of the upper limit of that. And I'm sure people who are extreme examples might challenge this, but the upper limit's about 80. Like if you're trying to get, unless you're a massive human, like a professional bodybuilder or you're uh, NFL lineman or something like that. Um, if you're getting more than 80 grams of your protein from powder or, or drink sources, you're probably displacing real food in your diet. And that's the kind of thing. If you're getting all your protein from supplemental sources, they're meant to be supplemental to real food. And and you're not getting other vitamins and minerals and just general nutrients that you get from real food, things like fiber, et cetera, that you're, you're just not going to get from there. So while the, the protein is super important and it probably is your number one consideration, you can't live on protein powders and shakes. You do need other food as well. My plan for this year, it's going to happen this year. My plan was to, because I, like I said, before I got into the whole, you know, how much you need, um, is that I don't like the way protein chowder tastes. However, Fair. there's an array of like flavors. So my plan was to get uh, one of the ice cream makers. You know, those uh, they, they come out every summer, like the ice cream makers where it's like, yo, just take your whatever it is and freeze it. That is my plan to add to make okay, it, yeah, yeah. To make it more of a dessert because <laughs> I'm making protein ice cream come in the season because that's the only way I'm going to eat it. And we have a lot of protein powder around our house. Okay. <laughs> I'll let you know how um, that goes. <laughs> I'm, I'm curious. 
Um, so kind of just rolling off of all the, the sources of we're, we're doing this wildly out of order, but that doesn't matter. We're doing this wild in general. I think this is going to be the weirdest, <laughs> probably I the weirdest think... episode we've had so far, other than the first one. Did you listen to the the hydration episode? <laughs> I'd listened to all the episodes. <laughs> I, I was, it was a rhetorical question. I know. All the, all the good info is here. The order's a little weird. That's why you can rewind, and that's fine. Um, mm-hmm. But if we're looking at the the plant based protein sources, you're typically going to get again in a standard uh, air quote scoop uh, twenty three to twenty four grams of protein in all of those, except the the hemp protein is mentioned. Uh, for your there's actually fewer animal based protein powders. There's really only three main ones, which is your, I mentioned your whey protein, your, your casein, um, and egg white protein. And so the, the only difference there is that it's, it's dairy free, uh, but they're all whey protein is the highest. It's about 26 grams. The other two are about 23. So they're all pretty comp comparable in terms of if you want the most bang for your buck and you tolerate whey protein and you're not vegan or vegetarian, that's why it's the number one. That's what you're going to mostly find. If you don't tolerate that, um, pretty much all the other ones with the exception of hemp are pretty comparable. Uh, if, if animal product or non-animal product isn't. Usually these are all going to like uh, run you between like, I want to say between like 10 to depending on how much and how much quality, like. 30 bucks, like depending, it all depends on who you're getting it from and like what's in it. But you can find, I've found really good protein powders on grocery outlet shelves. Like, absolutely. (laughs) So if, if money is a factor, this probably is one of the few things that shouldn't like impede your journey. Mm -hmm. Whey, Whey protein, just because it's so abundant. And again, if you're looking for like, price per gram of protein, it's slightly higher. Other than that, if, if dietary concerns are important, then that's going to be your deciding factor. If they're not go with price and go with taste. I mean, there's definitely, that's very brand dependent and it may take some trial and error, but there are some nasty ass protein powders out there, but I I've seen very expensive ones that taste gross. And I've seen really cheap ones that actually taste pretty good. Um, you kind of, I mean, pure protein, premier protein, the, the Costco brands, they tend to be pretty solid, uh, optimum nutrition. I made a ghost. I made Tim try to try the ghost ones. Was it, it was the Oreo and the, uh, vanilla one, right? Yes. Or is Oreo. Yeah. It was like milk and cookies or something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was, it was like, that was the chocolate one. Yeah, that was good. I mean, mm. you, you kind of gotta play around a little bit if you're if you're buying these from like a vitamin shop or a GNC or something like that. There's going to be a thousand of them, and you, you can drive yourself in pain, or you can just pick one and go from there. But again, or, if you're and this is what I do, and usually mm-hmm. I buy two so I can force Tim to try it too. Is they have sample <laughs> packs. <laughs> Yes, Which usually, do. like, especially if you don't know what you're going into, 
always try a sample. Samples are the best way. I mean, if you Sephora does it, you mean it, it's got to be a good way to sell things. <laughs> but usually, like ninety percent of the time, like most of these places will give you a sample pack, and you could decide whether you, how much money you want to spend. And usually, those are like three dollars at most, give or take. <laughs> or you know, buy it from Costco, try it. You can apparently just return it, even if you've eaten yes, half. Yes, if you. I don't know. I don't know why Tim didn't know this, but like I'm just saying, everybody should know now. If you have a Costco membership and you buy something from Costco, you can always return it, whether you return it a week later or a year later. Later, I'm just saying. Because if I bought food and I ate half of it, I'm not going to try to return it. So no, you I didn't can. know that. You definitely can. <laughs> I know that now. <laughs> you literally bought like a was it was it uh, not protein it was uh, um bcaa's or some aminos you bought a whole thing of aminos he's like i don't know what to do i don't know if i want to try it i'm like just take it back take it back <laughs> i feel bad but not really anymore because apparently they don't care so why should i care but... i mean I, I i don't have a problem with anybody returning anything from costco unless it's christmas trees that's i think that's i mean everybody does it and it's the most dumb thing to me that's uncool i don't know that that's the one thing i'm like that's uncool to return to costco <laughs> don't return your christmas trees just dispose of it please i understand you just want the 50 bucks you spent on it back but i feel like that should just be a holiday cost for you <laughs> yes so then uh the only thing left is protein bars <laughs> you mentioned protein gummies which that's yes say more about that now i have to think of what i'm talking about because i remember seeing protein gummies they have them on uh, um like they've had them on costco i think i saw one i feel like i saw once at a uh, walmart where it was like you know if you want your protein levels you know <laughs> take three of these and there you go I feel like everything gets put into gummy form, though. Yeah. Maybe that's just me. No, I mean, you're not wrong. It all started with the Flintstones, man. It did. You're not wrong. <laughs> they had a catchy jingle. I don't know. I don't know why. They all tasted like chalk, but we all loved them. <laughs> did we? Or is that nostalgia? Get back to me on that. All right. <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll eat some on the air, and we'll... So, uh, <laughs> I feel like there's so many like protein bars out there in the world that there are it just thousands of them. I think it the same thing can go, same rule can apply as protein powders. Like, there's some high end ones that taste really, really good, there's also high end ones that taste like shit. <laughs> there's yep. some that it, 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 you're, you're kind of like a mixed bag of tricks. Go ahead and ramp on this for a second. I'm going to grab a couple different brands out of the cupboard right now, and we'll, we'll look at some later. <laughs> yeah, you are the, uh, uh, was it, protein uh, bar king, aren't you? I, 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 I got this. <laughs> oh, no. Like, for me, I was more like, a, um, I'm a wafer type person, so they had, like, the, the ones at Walmart. They're, like, power surge ones. Those were my thing. But, I don't know. Bars are just, I think they are just glorified Uh candy bars. I, I don't know what he thinks I'm going to say at this one. We're going to take a hot second for him to go grab those. Yeah, I think that, that may have been the first time I literally just left the room on you and just said, go ahead and go ahead and talk for a while. 
you go ahead and talk like I have all the things. I'm trying to look up protein gummies. And I was like, I don't know what he wants me to do. I, they're glorified candy bars. That definitely... Oh, there's a lot of different gummies. That kind of comes down... And we, I touched on this or we touched on this in some episode. Your protein bar should taste good. Like if you're... People are like, it's a nutritional supplement. Mm. I'm eating healthy. It should taste like fucking chalk. Like, no. It's a candy bar that happens to have a ton of protein in it. And, and by a ton, I mean, we'll get to that in a second when we're looking at labels, but it's, it's, <laughs> sorry. Now I'm like all, all up in this because now I found a pre-workout gummy. You, I got, I'll, I'll do a couple minutes on this. Go ahead. Look at that. Um, but it should taste good. Like on it's strawberry flavored, I've said this before, like this is most days, this is my dessert at the end of my dinner like a protein bar, you should enjoy it. And it should be good enough that, I mean, it's a, it's a, basically we talked about, you know, how to get more protein in your diet, do what you're already doing and double up the protein. Like if you're making chicken and rice, more chicken. If you're doing beef and broccoli, double the beef. If you're going to eat something sweet for dessert, might as well be something that has protein in it. I just found protein pop tarts. I just had one of those today. Hey! It was delicious. <laughs> I did not it's put just... it in the toaster because I wasn't sure if that was safe. It was not Pop Tart brand by any means, but no, I think it was no. It doesn't seem like it. <laughs> epic or one or something like that. All right, now let's see. Like uh, these are the like average ones that uh, Tim ate. Oh, there's also kind ones, which you know, if you have a brand loyalty at any point, there's ones. <laughs> so let but, me say this: there's a meal oh. supplement bar and there is a protein bar. I have. I'm not against kind bars, even though they're kind of crunchy and gross. Um, I like RX bars. I'm not against kind ice cream. I, <laughs> I like RX bars as more of a, a pre-workout thing. If you just need to get some calories in you quick before you're going to do something, if you're not doing a fasted workout, if something, and this is my personal bias, if it's a protein bar, 20 grams minimum. If you're getting a protein bar that has like nine grams of protein in it, you're, you're wasting your time because mm. in the bar form, or it's going to end up for it to be worth it. It's going to end up tasting like crap. They're going to have some carbs in them. They're going to have some fats in them. They're probably going to have a little bit of sugar. You don't want a ton of added sugar, but you want it to taste good. So again, if we're on a ratio basis of protein, fat, and carbs, if we're trying to make this worth it, go high. And these are, I have, I have, I have four brands here. One is the, the standard Kirkland brand. Go Costco. Hey, go Costco. The pure protein also available at Costco. Yep. They always they have, always compare to. <laughs> I have a one bar, which they oh. I, I like I like that they have literally seven hundred flavors and you can get like fruit loops and maple syrup and Jasmine's not liking them. And this is what here's the thing. They promise you so like so much. Cause here's the thing, with one bars they're like donut flavored right and you're like ooh, okay like you know it's not gonna be donuts but it's like pretty like you're no. hoping it's gonna be close 
and it's not. Disagree. <laughs> it's disappointing. Disagree. I'm sorry, but it's disappointing on a deep soul level. But you knew it wasn't going to taste like a donut. It's going to taste like I a donut. I knew it wasn't going to taste like, taste like a donut. I want it to taste. I would like a hint of donut. Have <laughs> okay? you, you tried the birthday cake one? No. Once once you, you hurt me that bad, I don't go back. <laughs> okay. And so. <laughs> I delete your number. The The fourth brand here is. It was a it was a bargain store buy. It's called Elevation, which is a little. It's a functional protein bar, which actually means it has caffeine in it. Which you do a few of them do, so you know, be aware of that if you're eating it late in the day. Mm-hmm. But across these four brands, we've got a chocolate brownie, we've got a chewy chocolate chip, we have a s'mores, and we have Ooh. chocolate chocolate caramel nut that was the one bar so you wouldn't want it oh no tell the bitch i don't want to talk to her anymore (laughs) but you're gonna see a lot of similarities um so across the four of them calories 190 200 210 250 all fairly similar so how much protein we have I'm trying to pull up the one I used to eat. I loved, I loved the, it's called Power Crunch from, uh, um, it, I only found it in a Walmart and it was like a wafer. Like it wasn't necessarily just a bar. Like yeah. most of the bars you're talking about was like a, an actual solid bar. And it was more of like bars. a wafer. Also power bar, power bar crap. I had, when I was, when I was like taste wise, pretty good. Well, then I was like working out in like high school. I was eating power bars and I hadn't, then I hadn't seen one in like 15 years. And I looked and it has like, like 12 grams of protein in it. Like, fuck that. Yeah, no. But across these four bars, again, protein, 21 grams, 20 grams, 20 grams, 24. So the one that has 220 over here. The one that, yeah, it's, it's pretty, pretty standard. Let's say, okay, so fat. Six grams, five grams, seven grams, ten grams. The one that has the two hundred fifty calories. Total grams twenty two. What's that? Total total fat was twenty two. Ah, the ones well, I there you go. Ate. Ah, oops. And then carbohydrates. What do we got here? Twenty two, eighteen, and twenty five, and eighteen. So a little more of a range there. Depending on, yeah, they you're either going to see a little higher fat and a little lower carb, or vice versa, because again, they're all going to be close to 200 calories, and they hopefully don't taste like shit. So, 310 (laughs) calories. Okay, well, see, clearly, I don't know how to choose a protein bar. What brand is this? It's called Power Crunch. Is this the wafer? Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> you're like, you, can't, wait a you can stray too far to the dessert side. Not to say that that's excessive, but you're going to see a fairly close range. I mean, if I need to hit coward, if I need to hit my calorie count, there you go. That's true. And that's, that's another big thing. And that's just the short version of how macronutrients break down. 
if you have more fat or more protein or more something, you have more calories. Like that's just, and protein and carbs are about the same fat by far carries more. We've talked about this before. carries more calories per gram, mm -hmm. but we have a range here. In my opinion, all these bars taste good. They don't all taste equally good, but none of them are disgusting. And they're all roughly they all have the an same. aftertaste, I can guarantee you. <laughs> I've never tried any of the, well, other than the one bar, like, I've never tried it. I can guarantee you there's an aftertaste that he's not, not talking about. You get what you pay for. Like. <laughs> I feel like protein just has that aftertaste. But yeah. Well, a, lot, I mean, a lot of them have sugar. A lot of them have sugar alcohols in them, which they use to kind of limit how much they sugar they actually have to add to it, which give them a little bit of a funny t aftertaste. But again, there's there's not a huge difference between these bars. So as long as you go high protein and it's not ridiculous, if you have a 700 calorie protein bar, like that's too much. You're going to end up over on over on calories. Unless you're replacing uh, a whole meal. With I have it. a guarantee if it's like that, you're probably eating more than one. Because usually it, the big, it, like the big fat ones or the ones that have higher calories taste really, really good. And you can't like the big, the big 100s that you yeah, find yeah, in the yeah, gas yeah. stations. Yeah. Uh-huh. I eat uh -huh. those when I'm on the road because that's a whole meal. <laughs> but you know what we haven't brought up? And I, I don't want to go in depth about it, but I just thought about it. muscle milk. Pass. Pass. <laughs> How's that for not in depth? No, thank you. <laughs> it's very polarizing. It's a very well-known brand. Um, I don't like it. I like the Costco brand better. And it's Costco, at least the ones I've been to, they have pure protein bars and premier protein shakes. And they used to have both of both, and now they don't. So I don't know, but the like the the, the like house rib. You'll find it eventually. <laughs> the house brand. I mean, that of the shakes. I like it better than the muscle milk. I think it tastes chalky. Yeah, there's I also. Know. I think I had one once million years ago. So. There's also protein protein desserts like protein cookies, that kind of thing, and that kind of fills a specific niche if you're like if you're gonna have a cookie have a protein cookie i mean i just think that that just makes more sense you got to find one you like to make it worthwhile if, if you're like i want a cookie i'm gonna choke down this protein cookie i'm not getting my my cookie craving enjoyment from it then that's not worth it but if you find one you like and you're gonna eat a cookie anyway eat a cookie and get an extra 10 12 20 grams of protein from it because that's what that's what this is about. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm just going to tell you to just go go find them Girl Scout cookies and just eat that. <laughs> Which isn't helpful. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever told you I was. Okay. The very, I only have one more thing I wanted to get in here. And it's funny because I said about 30 plus minutes ago that we were going to get to these numbers in a minute. But I really wanted to make sure they got into the podcast. People are going to have to, if you want to get. You know what? All the on a good, I might mm -hmm. just rearrange everything. You don't know. Maybe I will put this right after. <laughs> well, good. Then you can edit out all the stuff that says about how 
ass backwards we did this episode. But oh, no, no, no. I'm leaving that. But My powers of editing isn't that strong. That's why you have a rewind button. Um, <laughs> so these are the, the general guidelines for protein requirements for people at different activity levels. And it is based off of um, your body weight. I'll do it. Um, we do have some listeners outside of the U.S., um, but I am going to do this in pounds. So hopefully we don't we don't lose them because I don't want to do the kilogram math. It's not that hard. I know. I just don't want to do it sitting here. But <laughs> it's just so. it's literally just times two to, uh, two times two to, uh, two two point two. 2.2. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're, if this Rada. is our one, uh, our one Belgian listener is listening to this episode, shout out. We shout see out you. Shout out to everybody. We do. <laughs> and don't quit listening just because I didn't do this in kilograms. I do apologize, but. I might try to do quick math while he's doing it. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> All right. I'll do math it. Math is hard though. So if you are, if we're looking for the bare minimum uh, to prevent malnutrition, at least like 0. 0.8, 0. 0.8 grams of protein per kilogram of body weight. I don't know why oh. anybody would be shooting for that, but um, yeah, so about, do better. about 20, 20 kilograms ish. <laughs> Depending on body ish. weight. Depending on body weight. Um, or 0.36 grams per pound. If you okay. are if you are sedentary, um no, I'll just do kilograms. Now I'm gonna do it in kilograms. I convinced him! I did it! If you if you are a sedentary adult, 0.8 to 1.2 grams of protein per kilogram of body weight per day. Woo so for the active, if you want adequate protein, this is for somebody who's active. And these are kind of broken down by also your current body composition because that, that does matter. Uh, athletes and active people are shooting for 1.2 to 1.6 kilograms sorry, grams per kilogram of body weight. Um, and that breaks down to uh, 0.55 to 1.0 grams per pound of body weight. Uh, and we talked a little bit about the older adult that does, and in stereotypical circles at least, tends to have less protein in their diet. It's almost exactly the same. So athletes and active people have almost the exact same protein requirements as adults over 65. And that's because after a certain age, your body does tend to lose muscle mass at a steady rate. Um, and that's just sort of a product of metabolism. Um, obviously, the more active you are, strength training, things like that, you can maintain that. But again, your protein requirements are about the same. 1.2 to 2.0 grams of protein per kilogram of body weight per day, or 0.55 to 0.91 grams per pound. Now, if we're in the healthy people 
who want to change their weight or body composition. And this is a little more what I talked about earlier. If you're going into a calorie deficit, you're going to need to crank your protein up more to maintain your muscle mass. So this puts you into that higher category of 1.6 to 3.3 grams per kilogram of your body weight, or in pounds, 0.75 to 1.5. So again, um, when I did this, when I was trying to drop some body fat, I went through a muscle building phase and tried, so I had to cut my calories way down. I mean, that meant I was starting at about 180 pounds. So that was 270 grams of protein a day. And let me tell you, that shit's not easy. There were a lot of shakes and bars involved in there. There were a lot of doubling of protein in recipes. Not a lot of will to live. <laughs> you get used to it, honestly. <laughs> no. You're, you're, you're not, uh, you're never very hungry, despite being in a calorie deficit. What that does do, and that's kind of the point of it, is it, it kind of became a low-carb diet by default because you only have so many calories and you have to eat a shitload of protein. There's just not that much left over for, cal for carbs and fats. And so but it, it, did, <laughs> it did what it was supposed to do. I got leaner and I didn't lose a lot of muscle mass. Was it something I'd want to do for a really long time? No. It wasn't, I wouldn't say it was fun. Um, no. And just some, some general guidelines. Again, if we're looking at people in that category, if we're looking at the, the range of 1.6 to 3.3 grams per kilogram, most of the time going above 2.2 isn't super necessary unless you're looking to really make changes to your body, especially if you're at a point where your body's kind of starting to fight you back, um, you're, mm. you're, uh, fun fact, overfeeding studies have taken oh, people yeah. as high as 4.4 grams per kilogram or two grams. So again, if that was me at that point, that's 360 grams of protein a day. Um, it's not dangerous or harmful according to the studies the people did it for several months, didn't have any ill effects, although it, it's not fun, but it's I not. I feel like you stop to, enjoying food at some point if you overeat. There is that. It's, but, you know, if you're somebody for some reason, your goals and, and you are uh, well enough versed in nutrition or you have someone guiding you that really knows uh, what they're doing, you're not going to blow out your kidneys unless you have active kidney problems where, you know, you... why are you putting that juju out there to them? We didn't, we didn't know bad juju, bad juju. No. <laughs> well, that was at one point, I think I told this story once I went to a doctor who was uh, a naturopath because he was easier to work with. And I could just, if I needed him to run uh, blood panels or allergy testing or something, you could, you could just ask him for what you wanted and he would do it, um, which mm. a lot of them do, which is nice because they're more willing to kind of work with you. But he looked at how much protein and I was eating and he's like, well, you're just going to ruin your kidneys. And, and my kidneys looked fine on the panel he just did, but he had concerns Rude. about that. But then this guy's sitting in front of me and this is, this is going to sound bad. 
but he's sitting in front of me eating a plate of bean sprouts. And this guy was maybe 130 pounds and he was the same height as me. And I'm like, I'm not saying you don't know what you're talking about, but I think you're overcorrecting a little bit. And I think we're kind of aiming for different things here, but, um, Anybody that's wondering, he's not quite six foot, but he's not quite <laughs> quite as short as me. <laughs> Just because so, nobody knows how tall you are. Like, <laughs> well, no, but I also I'm the same height as this guy, and I mentioned the 180. I'm I'm probably closer to 170 now, but I had a good 40, 45 pounds on this guy, and he's telling me I need to eat more more vegetables and less protein, and I was like, I'm okay. <laughs> I was I was heavy as a kid, but I'm pretty good now. Like <laughs> I do this for a living. Yeah, I would I would imagine you see if anything that makes me feel a little bit better that even if you're in the fitness industry no, everybody gets a little bit judgment sometimes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's for everybody. It's not just you. <laughs> it's all of us. We're all in this together. We're all in this together. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Both Sides of Fit. If you enjoy our content, please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Play, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. You can also follow us on Instagram at Both Sides of Fit or contact us with comments, feedback, or suggestions at Both Sides of Fit Pod at gmail.com. Stay safe, stay healthy. <laughs>